The Boy Who Read. Welcome to a brand new podcast where I, Jeff, read through Harry Potter for the first time. Each week, or whenever I make this, I'll have a special guest host that will help me dissect my experience. This week, we have Harry O'Connell from Seattle. Harry, welcome. Thank you. Um, sounds like an episode of NPR. You're talking very softly and directly at me. I appreciate that. It's very relaxing. Trying to create a relaxing experience for my many subscribers. So very calm. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, Harry, would you like to start us off with uh, explaining what you have experienced with Harry Potter? You've read the books before, yes? I've read the books many times. I've read the books many, many times. Um, yes, I would love to. Um, I'll say this up front. I am from Slytherin House, and um, I'm a very proud Slytherin, so I don't want you to be upset about that. Um, but yeah, I grew up reading the Harry Potter books. I went to all the midnight premieres. Um, I was one of those kids who read them when they first came out that night and stayed up the entire night reading them. And um, here I am. I'm very excited. Thank you for doing this, Jeff. Yeah, Harry, well, thanks for having, wait, me? Thanks for being here. I I'm really it. happy to have you, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me, it's the first time for everything. Um, so we will be going through chapters one through four of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm -hmm. um, again, I you may have read them when they first came out. I did not read them when they first came out. I was very, uh, I was raised in a house that was very adverse to Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. So I'll be honest, I do know uh, some things because I've seen the movies, but I've never actually read the books or taken the time to really experience Harry Potter in a unabridged, unabashed version from J.K. Rowling herself. So, so we're really going to tap into your literary brain right now, really get those juices flowing. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, should I come out and say what I already know about? Yeah, what do, you, what do you know so far about Sorcerer's Stone? So in the Sorcerer's Stone, I know that Professor, well, I know that Harry's a wizard. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Figure that Spo one out. Spoiler alert for the yeah. <laughs> yeah, Watch out. I know some of you might have been shocked the first time you were reading it, but I, yeah. I know it's coming. Harry's going to be a wizard. Um, I know that he's going to go to Hogwarts and experience his first year at Hogwarts, learning all about magic um, and, and things. Um, I'm well aware that Voldemort is in Professor Quill's head, mm -hmm. um, or on the back of his head with the mm -hmm. urban thing. So I know that's gonna happen. Um, and I also know that he's gonna have friends like Ron and Hermione, and yeah, he's just gonna have a good old time. Oh, he's also gonna be in Gryffindor, which is the best house. I have taken the Pottermore test. And oh yeah, what, what uh, I said that was Slytherin, what house are you in? Yeah, uh, Gryffindor, for sure. Oh, of course, yeah, you said the um, best house, naturally. You seem like it is, a Gryffindor. Yeah, they only accept the best people there, and I am one of them. So um, that, yeah. that is that. My Patronus is a dolphin. And uh, what's the other thing that they test for? Oh, my wand is 13 and a quarter inches blackthorn wood with a unicorn horn or something like that, or phoenix, I don't remember. So. There you go. That's a nice big wand right there, yeah. It's a, hey, gets the job done, so that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I know about Harry Potter. And the okay. Yeah. Okay, that's actually, yeah, we got a lot to get into then. Yeah. Uh, um, 
I guess I'll, uh, I'll, should I start with chapter one and talk about what happened? Yeah, let's, let's, let's get in there, yeah. All right, so um, again, I'm fresh off these chapters, so I'm just going to try and retell from, from my heart yeah. um, and just what I remember. So, That's great, yeah. Yeah, uh, Uncle Dursley. Uncle Dursley. Uncle Dursley. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Uncle Dursley. Yeah. Uncle Vernon? Yeah, Uncle Vernon. There you go. Uncle Vernon. There it is. Um, <laughs> has no neck or like a really thick neck. Yes, the thickest neck. Yeah. He's also thickest, purple, right? Thickest neck you could think of. Yeah. Um, we also have his wife, Aunt Petunia. Yep. And she has twice the neck of a normal person. That's very much thinner. Yeah, it's much there. She's got a little, yeah, so it's kind of like a weird neck kind of deal, you know? Yeah, um, Rowling's really into people's necks, yeah. Yeah, she really likes explaining what those are. I don't know. It's yep. her voice. It's great. Yep. Um, so she, or uh, Mr. Dursley, Uncle Vernon. Uncle Dursley, going, right? <laughs> Uncle Dursley. <laughs> he's going to the, the drill factory, and he's leaving his home, and he keeps seeing these people in weird robes. And, like... You know, one of them's like, oh, even you, a muggle, should be happy that you, you know, whatever, Voldemort, I forget what they call him, he should, should not be named, or you know who, yeah. um, is dead. Oh, you, you should be so happy. Um, and so that's how I assume they talk, at least because he said he was really old and like a weird guy. So, um, yeah. I, uh, I noticed this part, too, because right before he leaves and sees the people in the, in the robes and stuff, he passes by... Uh, the cat who's Professor McGonagall who's looking yes. at the map, right? And yeah. he's like weirded out by that. And he gave me like the vibe of somebody who like is the kind of person who would like try to rile people up and see what could like piss him off that day. Like the kind of people today who would like um, go into a store without a mask and like just to do it and see who's going to get in their face. Cause he's like the cat. He's like, Oh, that cat is looking at a map. Like why would he assume it's reading the map? And these people in the cloaks are walking around. He's like, oh, oh, they're so weird. I want to get in their face. He gave me that kind of vibe as I was mm. reading this. Yeah, that's what I was mm. getting from him. Which I feel mm. like it's fitting with his character. Wow, that's very deep right there. Yeah, I was a little confused with... Well, I'll actually come to my questions about Professor McGonagall and the cat soon enough. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that was, that was deep though, Harry. Thanks for bringing that Oh, yeah, yeah. I bring a really powerful uh, voice to this uh, podcast. Yeah, it's almost like we are uh, waves in the ocean, and I'm kind of that top surface that's kind of crashing over, and you're like the deeper underbelly that we're really hitting into. So I appreciate you forcing my top mm. up. If uh, um, you listeners at home need to pause and just take a second to just take that in, that's do what you got to do. Yeah, that's, that's what they need to do. But they got the pause button. We don't. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so uh, we have Mr. – I keep wanting to say Mr. Dursley. Uncle Vernon – Goes to the drill factory. He sees all these people in uh, robes. I do have a question about this, though. Yeah. So based on what I know in the movies, it's kind of a big thing to, like, let the muggles know that we exist. Like, we yeah. don't show them all the time and da-da-da. I'm a little confused. Even if they're celebrating and they're, they're wizards and witches, I don't get why they're out in their robes at this time and their hats mm -hmm. at this time. And then talking to muggles about being happy about something in the wizarding world. It just seems like it'd be like if I was a police officer and then I got off work and I want to go get a, a drink at a bar and I just kept my uniform on. It was just like chilling. Like I yeah. just don't get that. 
I um I also noticed that when I was reading this again, um, is that they're being really obvious about magic and like the fact that they should be partying. And the one wizard who later on Uncle Vernon bumps into him outside of the office, and he's like, even muggles like you should be celebrating right now. And he's like, What are you talking about? But it's like, sure, like they should be happy, but like it's still kind of weird, right? It's so weird. Like, yeah. and especially if we're gonna build this, and I could be wrong with where this book goes. But especially if we're going to build this mystical, magical world, world that muggles don't know about. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we're like just out there flaunting it all the time. And like, I, I just don't, or not all the time, but. No, I sense. agree. Yeah. So I think that, that was something I think, that. Yeah, something. yeah. Well, I think this comes up later on. I think what they're trying to do here or what she was trying to do here. Um, we can talk about this more later on is that Dumbledore will later on talk about how they've had nothing to celebrate for such a long time. That's why they're doing this, is because it's so significant, because they've been so unsafe and unhappy for however long at this point that they're so excited to celebrate. So I think it's what she's trying to emphasize, but it's still like, yeah, what are you doing? Why would you wear your robes to the Mongol? Why not just go to Hogwarts or a Quidditch arena or wherever they to Yeah, the directors of the movies, and they figured out that they probably should wear muggle clothes at all times instead of wizard robes and they probably went ahead and did that because that's what the movies decided to do for some reason all right yeah. well i'm yeah. uh, it was I have a lot of thoughts as you can tell yeah <laughs> well that's what i appreciate yeah. um so yeah i was deeply confused as a reader knowing what happens in the, the or at least what i understand about the movie so that's what i wrote down page five what up with the wizard guy who's way too honest that's what i wrote down way too honest way yeah too i honest, love yeah. that so after that uh, I keep saying Mr. Dursley. Uh, Uncle Vernon is like, what's going on? You know, da, da, da. he thought he heard the Harrison or Harold or Harvey Potter from one of the wizards, which again, why would they talk so loudly in a place they know Harry Potter is going to be living? I don't, I don't get yep. that. Um, and then afterwards, they come home and, you know, uh, Dudley's kind of a little uh, pill, to say it in a nice way. He sounds like the worst kid ever. His new and word is won't. The what? He learned a new word, won't. Oh, won't. Yes, his yeah. first word. Yeah. Yeah. Big day for him. Yeah, big day for him. Proud of him. And so the next thing I remember, and for, remind me if I'm forgetting something big in here, but the next thing I remember is they go, you know, they're all home, and Professor McGonagall turns into herself, and Albus Dumbledore comes by, and he's like, hey, I'm here. Um, and we're going to go ahead and drop Harry Potter off here. Which, I mean... I remember that in the movie. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, his transfigure, his uh, little light catcher is different in the movie. His light catcher, he just opens it and they all come. And this one, it seems like he has to click each time, like a remote. Oh, like the clicker thing, yeah. Yeah, so that was a little different, which, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Both are both are magical. That's awesome, I guess. Um, something I'm a little confused about, and this is what I was going to ask about uh, yeah. Professor McGonagall. So Professor McGonagall had the map or, like, was the cat. She was looking at the map. She was looking at four privet drive, which I think is where they live, correct? Mm-hmm. And so she's been watching them all day. So I assume she knows that Harry Potter is going there. That was... I wrote that down, too, actually. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what she was doing all day and if she knew that Dumbledore was going to be there at some point. I, and I was also wondering, if, like, if... Because later, Hagrid, like, Hagrid shows up, and he's like, yeah. oh, the house is all destroyed. I picked up the, the baby from the house. Um, McGonagall, what is she up to? Like, is she help or something i don't know i just i was thinking about that as i was reading it well that's what i'm confused about because it sounds to me as if she's like watching them unless she just likes to hang out as a cat form which i don't know why she wouldn't be celebrating with everyone else but she 
is watching and knows that this house is a bad fit. So I assume she knows Harry's going to be coming here. Well, I thought about that too. And then like the, so this was like the previous night because Hagrid is flying there right now. Okay. So like this just happened, right? Uh-huh. This is fresh news. I was also kind of wondering that like the whole world is, or wizarding world is partying at this point. I just was wondering how news traveled at this point. And they all figured out what's going on because it was like the night before that Lily and James got murdered and Harry is flying there right then. I don't know. I was a little, I was a little confused with the timeline of things. I, I am also confused generally. I mean, I guess this goes into how news travels so quick in the wizarding, which we'll get, we'll actually get into that in chapter three when we talk about the notes because I have a couple questions oh, yeah. about how he's getting the letters. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was a little confused by that. So, uh, Albus is like, hey, we're going to go ahead and leave Harry Potter here. And McGonagall's like, no, you can't do that. They're awful people. They are going to hate him. They're just the worst. Mm-hmm. And then Hagrid comes in and he says, hey, I got the baby. We're going to drop it off. But then he mentions Sirius Black. And oh, so at yeah. this point, because, yeah. this point, I'm kind of wondering, because I already know, spoiler alert, I know that Sirius Black is Harry's uncle. I know that Sirius Black loves him. I know that Sirius Black is rich and has more than enough money. And I also know that Sirius Black was his godfather. So why are they sending Harry to this house that doesn't, is going to be a bad fit? They all know this, actually. I think at this point, Albus is like, it's a bad fit. And McGonagall is like, this is definitely a bad fit. Mm-hmm. Why are they sending Harry to this, this house? As opposed to what? Sir, as opposed to living with Sirius Black. Oh. Who Hagrid is going to return the motorcycle to, assuming that he knows where he is. There is an explanation for that. I won't go into why that is. There's a reason why that's not going to become a thing. Dumbledore kind of touches upon this in the chapter when he talks about how it's better for him to grow up without knowing what happened to him at this point. Obviously, he doesn't know how neglectful the Dursleys are going to be, which we can get into in the next one, too. But he, there is a reason that Dumbledore does not take him too serious for... Actually, a couple different reasons he doesn't take him too serious in the first place. Okay, can um, I take one of those reasons that I don't even know if you're going to say? I just need to complain about it because this is what yeah. I thought was going to be one of the reasons. One of the reasons I thought they didn't do this was because they wanted him to not know he was a wizard yet or like to hide this and like. Dumbledore not. mentions that, yeah, that he doesn't, he should grow up not knowing about that. He mentioned that's one of the reasons, yeah. Not knowing about him being a wizard. Yeah, because he's going to be famous and all this stuff. And he says he would grow up better not knowing about all that until the time comes. Okay, so the famous thing I can take a little bit of, I was going to be very mad if it was just that he shouldn't know he's a wizard yet, because there are plenty of kids that grow up like Ron. Yeah. Knew about no. magic since he no, was No, no, it's not the fact that he's, it's his, it's his fame. And like so his I, parents died yeah, and what killed I'm, this dark wizard. Yeah, he shouldn't know about that. Yeah, so I agree with you on the fame portion and not yeah. being too big of a head. But Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so I would just be upset if it was just we can't let him know about the wizarding world because that doesn't make much sense. But Oh, no, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so I, I guess there'll be more answers coming, which I'll be looking forward to because that was something that kind of irked me in the first one. Um, nice. And that's that where we leave off, from what I remember. He gets dropped off at this doorstep and then we'll go into chapter two. Do you have well, yeah, that was actually, questions? yeah, well, my only question that I, I was thinking about at the end of this chapter was why do you think Dumbledore left him with this family in the first place? But we kind of just talked about that, actually. Let's yeah. keep going. Yeah, okay, let's keep going, and maybe yeah. we can touch back with uh, the bad... Uh, once we know more about the Dursleys and what they're like, yeah. Because yeah. like once we know more about them, we can kind of get into why Dumbledore would leave them there and then leave them there after the fact. Because he has to know what's going on, right? He has to know. Yeah, yeah he has to know. All right, so um, 
in the second chapter, I believe this is when it's Dudley's birthday. Correct? Yeah, it is. So Dudley's birthday, and he gets so many presents, what, 37 presents, 36 presents, he was upset about it. We're clearly showing that uh, he is selfish, he is self-centered, he is the worst kid you could ever imagine. He I loved pouts. his description. If you caught his description, it was... Can you, yeah, 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 his description was large pink beach ball wearing different colored bonnets. That's how he was described. That's great. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of how his personality plays out from what I can tell so far. Uh, pretty much, um, yeah. yeah. Let me get my notes real fast. I have like a quick question on this chapter. I just don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, oh, where was it? Oh, never mind. Um, so with this chapter, birthday present things, um, Harry's like, oh, you know, having a bad life. It's just showing that 10 years, 10-ish years later, he's living under the cupboard uh, mm -hmm. or under the, what is the stairwell? Under the stairs in the cupboard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of spiders. Um, seems like he's living a real rough life. Everyone hates him all the time. His whole family hates him all the time. Um, and it seems like a bad time. And so Dudley's like, okay, it's my birthday. And somebody was going to come over and watch Harry while they all went out to the zoo. Mm -hmm. um, which just shows how much they hate him because it probably costs less to take him to the zoo than to have somebody watch him. So it's clearly not a monetary thing. It's like literally they hate you kind of thing. Yeah. LED breaks her foot or breaks her leg. Yeah. Snaps right off, I assume. <laughs> I guess right uh, off. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is big. Yeah. And so she is just kind of, she's, I don't know where she is. We've never met her, but Harry's uh, kind of excited. He wants to stay home alone. He wants to watch the TV all alone. Uh, um, have some peace. This is very depressing. I feel like you can actually do something that he wants to do for like a little bit of time. He just wants to watch there. TV all alone? He just wants to like watch TV and have have some food that he wants to actually eat for a little bit. Yeah, but he never gets to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was it. Was kind of clearly wants to just be away from negative influences in his life. Yeah. Um, Dudley and Piers Polkus. Oh, Piers. Yeah. Piers yeah. Polkus. Yep, yeah. That's his friend. PP. We'll call him. Yeah, we'll call him PP. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Dudley and PP usually break him or uh, <laughs> beat him up a lot, right? Yeah. And Harry's like, okay, well, I want to be alone. And then the Dursleys, who hate his existence, somehow don't even want to leave him alone. Yeah. Because he'll break stuff, I guess, which is their, their thing. Um, well, so they, they think he's going to break stuff or destroy the house or something, um, which seems extreme. But then you go into what he's done so far that is unexplainable, right? They had the thing with um, uh, Aunt Petunia was cutting his hair. And then all grew back the next day with the yeah. explanation. And then the sweater that she tried to force on him that kept shrinking and shrinking up. Yes. And then yeah, he was actually, running away. Yeah. I have some questions about that. Uh, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. The, the, the only one was he was running away from Dudley's gang and he jumped behind the wall and all of a sudden he was on the roof. Mm, yeah, yeah. Out of reach. Out yeah. of arms or whatever. Um, yeah. Actually, let me ask that question now. Yeah. Do all wizards and witches... Like, so clearly you don't need a wand to do magic. Mm -hmm. And it can be purely emotionally based. To an extent, yeah. They'll, they'll get more into the details of that without me. Okay. More about how I, I guess here's works. a question, since we'll get more details on that later. 
then do people like Hermione, who are muggles, mm -hmm. also have this thing? Yes. Um, there are, um, I don't know, actually, I don't think it ever talks about what Hermione might have been doing. Um, there is a point, this isn't really a spoiler at all, with Neville, where he's talking about how they thought he was not going to be magic. And he does some magic at home when he's like almost 10, and they're so happy that he's actually magic and stuff. Um, but there are varying levels of control that they have at this age. So Okay, so there, it makes sense that there's some magical things would happen, but... yeah. Hermione, well, what, so I guess what I'm confused about is, does everyone have this ability? Do some muggles get this ability and then they're selected to be in Hogwarts? Does Hogwarts oh. say this, like, I don't get this selection process. If... No, they have to be born with magic blood to actually someday develop magic. You can't Okay, so Hermione person. was more, sorry. She was, like, muggle-born, but she was always going to be at Hogwarts at some point. She was so Hermione to... was more lucky than... Uh, yeah, she's smuggleborns are uncommon. Yeah. Okay. So yes. any kid that's in there isn't selected because they can. We're like, you're a great it's kid. It's not you because, like, yeah, it's not because all of a sudden they displayed enough intelligence or skill that they could suddenly learn magic. No, they always would have been magic at some point. So. Okay. She would have been born magic. Okay. Is yeah. magic a dominant gene? No, we're getting scientific. I'm just yeah. wondering. I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's okay. hereditary. Well, if you have one wizard, like the wizard dad and a muggle mom, would you have a wizard kid? Um, I don't know. Well, see, this is where my literary brain ends and my scientific brain also does not begin. So that's <laughs> my responses to that. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, that's a question I'll be holding on to for a little bit. There you go. <laughs> Next um, Yeah. So the birthday thing happens. Yeah. Lady breaks her leg. Harry comes with, to, oh, with them to the when they're on the way there, he talks about a dream he was having in the car. <laughs> the, motorcycle. the motorcycle. Yeah. 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 Which, and Uncle Vernon, like, pisses his pants. Yeah, and I'm a little confused as to why Uncle Vernon's so upset with that, since he... I don't think he knew that the motorcycle flew Harry there. Oh, fair question. So, I don't know if he ever finds out. Maybe Dumbledore put that in the letter? I don't know. Well, they haven't received the letter yet, have they? No, well, he gave the he put, Dumbledore put the letter with oh. baby Harry on the doorstep. Right, right, right. I don't know what exactly he said, so he might have mentioned that. At yeah, some point. I don't know. I was just a little confused with how he knew about the, but like, why would Dumbledore say, "Oh, we flew him here on a motorcycle"? Uh, yeah, that's like that would be a really weird sentence to put in there. I think it was simultaneously. Maybe, maybe he didn't know about that, but anything whimsical or magical, they're trying to like stomp out of him. It seems like right. So that could have been like. They're hoping that if they neglect his magical side, he won't be magic because they're so weird about that. Okay. Well, seems like a weird time. Um, sorry, I was looking for my charger. My laptop's like going down. Um, okay. So he goes to... So that, that motorcycle thing happens in the car. Uncle Vernon gets suspiciously upset, like oddly upset. All caps, motorcycles don't fly. This is when J.K. Rowling starts to get her all caps on. This, She's getting this her all caps the next on two chapters. pretty quick, yeah. Yeah. This she uses all caps a lot. Yeah, this in the yeah. next two chapters, I feel like we're like, all caps I saw at least once. I'll just wait for angsty Harry. The caps Ooh, are going to fly out, yeah. I'll wait, I'll wait. Yeah. Patronus! <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so they get to the, the uh, 
zoo. They go around, see stuff. Harry says that the gorilla looks like Dudley. Yeah, um, classic. With the blonde hair. Um, and then they go see the snakes. Mm-hmm. They go see the snakes. And they see... They the snakes. Uh, I think it's a... They see a cobra first, I think. And then they see a boa constrictor. And Harry is talking to this boa constrictor. And this is a... I get it that I guess at 10 you can still have fun and like imagine. But this is one of those moments where I'm wondering why is Harry not freaking out? Like if I said something to a boa constrictor and they nodded or winked or shook their head or pointed and communicated, I don't know if I would like... I don't know. It just seems like I almost would think... It would almost be a freaky experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it is in some ways. Um, I think that it's a couple of things that um, they kind of mention a little bit. Uh, I think part of it is the fact that he's 10 and he is willing to accept this as a thing. Also, the fact that um, earlier on they mentioned how a happy life at the very least means not asking questions. So he's been trained since he was like a little not to ask questions or to question anything ever. That's bad. Um, so I think it's a combination of a couple of different things happening here. He's also had a random people on the street come up to him and shake his hand and yeah. like be excited about the fact that he's around before. So he may, maybe is somewhat willing to accept that things are not what they seem in some ways. And he also can't question that because the Dursleys and who they are and whatever else might be happening. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have some very real... Uh, that's a great explanation, actually. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I have some very real questions with his uh, probable, like, affection issues that I don't think is necessarily apparent in his character growing up, but, like, growing up in such a toxic household and then everyone randomly being warm to you outside of the household must be kind of a weird shift. I think it's also weird just because... Um, it might seem weird to him, but he's also not been conditioned to accept that he might be special anyway. He's been conditioned to accept the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So people are being like really excited to see him out in the world outside of Dursley's household, but he's not conditioned to expect that that's abnormal. He does not expect that he might be special anyway. He's been in fact told he's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of, I don't know, she doesn't really get into this because it's a kid's book, but there's a lot of abuse themes at play, I feel like, going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so then afterwards, the snake thing happens. He has this conversation with the snake. Mm-hmm. He uh, gets... The, the glass disappears. I don't remember what causes the glass to disappear. Obviously, Harry does, but... There's a moment where uh, Piers Polkas um, notices what's going on. He yells at Dudley and Uncle Vernon to come over, and then Dudley waddles over and knocks him out of the way. Oh. Um, and then something triggers something, and the glass is gone all of a sudden. Oh, okay, yeah. And I, originally when reading this, it was explained in Chapter 4, but in Chapter 3 I was like, how is he doing this before he knows wizardry? This doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. But in Chapter 4 and your explanation, that made the world a sense. Um. And yeah, the bow constrictor goes away and goes off to Brazil. Thanks, amigo. Yep. Um, classic. Yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and that's the last thing I remember from the chapter. Am I forgetting anything else major that happened there? Well, I think what happens next, which is kind of interesting, because it's about over at this point, is that um, he gets locked in his cupboard. And then um, later, oh, this is when it comes up that he's been meeting random people and are shaking his mm -hmm. hand, like weird things mm -hmm. happen to him all of a sudden. Um, and this is kind of, I guess, a little bit into the next chapter. Um, but he talks about how his, this is his longest punishment ever because of this. And by the time he is out of the cupboard again, it's summer vacation. Yeah. So is he in, he in there for like a month or a month and a half at this point? Locked in this yeah. cupboard? Yeah. And I guess I was confused because don't they have school? So I was wondering about like, is he not going to school? Is nobody wondering where he is for? Yeah. And yeah, I was a little wondering about that. Yeah. Yeah. And this also brought into the fact, and I, I assume that he went to school and he came back and he was locked in the cupboard. Like that was yeah. just my assumption with him. But this does bring up the fact that if he goes to Hogwarts, what does he tell, like, can his parents or uh, Uncle Vernon, Aunt Petunia just say, oh, he's in a boarding school and no one ever checks up on it? Like, You mean before Hogwarts? No, I mean, like, at Hogwarts, like, when he goes to Hogwarts. This reminded me of, because if he was, I was thinking as he was oh. locked in the closet, school isn't knowing where he yeah. is. They're probably calling and saying, they're saying he's absent. What does he do when he's at Hogwarts? He can't be like, I'm at Hogwarts. They say where they send him, quote unquote. They say where he they they put him for like family members and people who ask. They have a place where they say he went. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So there is They're something about it. Okay. They do talk okay. about it. Yes. Okay, I was just curious about it. Um, chapter three. All right. Here's where things heat up. Here's where the things are heating up. So chapter three is the one, it was before Hagrid comes, oh, the letters, right? The letters from no one. Yeah, the letters from no one. So um, Harry receives a letter in the mail, and he's excited because it's like the first mail that he's ever gotten to him. Mm -hmm. um, and it has like the green letters on it, I think, or green writing. And it knew where he was living. Like it knew that he was under the, under the stairwell. Right. Oh, wait, before we get there, can I ask a question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because a little bit, they're talking about um, how they're heading off to different secondary schools. So they're going to go into sixth grade, I guess. Oh, one. yes. Yeah. And um, Dudley's outfit is described as he wears a maroon tailcoat, a flat straw hat, orange knickerbockers, and a cane. That's his outfit. And then later on, they talk about how Aunt Petunia has a pot of old gray clothes that she is soaking in the pot on the sink. And Harry is worried he's going to look like he's wearing bits of old elephant skin to school on his first day of school. That's amusing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it is amusing. Um, and I always assume that uh, Dudley's going to like a, the Milford Academy in Arrested <laughs> Development or Her something. boys would never be seen or heard. Yeah, and even though he wouldn't like do well at that, that's just the vibe I get from like this private school that he's going to be going to. Like, I mean, what maroon and orange are the colors apparently. That's a good combo, right? And I feel like maroon is Milford Academy, so I don't know. And orange is orange. <laughs> yeah, orange is orange, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Harry's receiving these letters, yep. and he is not able to read them. Uncle Vernon's like, no, you're not going to be able to read them. And slowly and slowly, they get to get more letters there. So the first time it was one letter, and then it's like five letters, and then it's like 12, and then it's like a whole bunch. Um, one part that really stood out to me was Harry... Uh, he seems like a sweet kid. <laughs> Woke up at 6 a.m. one morning, not to wake yeah. up anyone else, and he tries to go and sneak on out. Um, and I don't want to poke holes because that's not what I'm here to do, but I do have questions about this. Yeah. So he's going downstairs, 
And he steps on Uncle Vernon's face while he's trying to exit the, yes. the place. And so Uncle Vernon gets very upset, yells at him a lot, tells him to make tea 30 minutes later. You know, it's a whole thing. It's July, right? Yeah. It's yep. in the UK. Yep. Is it not light out at 6 a.m.? Oh, I don't know, actually. Like, Probably around then, starting to get laid out, I would guess. Yeah. I don't know. So I assume in the story it's not. But I'm just trying to think, like, 6 a.m. in London in, in July? I don't think it would be very... Like, I don't think it would be pitch black. Like, I think you'd yeah. still be able to see. So I'm just wondering about that. Um, but I could be wrong. I, I guess I could look it up. It's really easy. This is where the science brain begins. Um, yep. And my literary brain ends. <laughs> yep, exactly. Where the side, yeah, where this ends. Um, anyway, but, uh, so this happens, and he steps on Vernon's face. Vernon gets upset. Yeah. I was wondering about this. So the later on, they talk about, so when the letters are coming, and they're trying hard to send them, and they definitely know that they're not getting delivered, because they keep sending the letters. Yeah. So they, they send one, they send, like, three at a time, then they send five at a time, or whatever, and then they send, um, like, through all the different windows, letters are coming in. And then at one point they said that the guy delivering eggs has a bunch of letters like rolled up in the eggs. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering at this point, because I was thinking about this while I was reading it, is so Dumbledore is sending letters, or McGonagall, whoever's actually in charge of sending them. Um, the Emerald Green writing is supposed to be Dumbledore's writing. Um, and I'm wondering, are they just like knowing they're not getting delivered and they're just kind of like, let's see what we can do here. Let's see how we can <laughs> fuck with them a little bit and just kind of send these letters? Or what are, we, what are they doing here? Yeah, I uh, yeah, that is a great question because I'm very, I'm very amusing, I feel like yeah, no, it's yeah. very amusing. I actually do have a question about the letters and sending them. Yeah. First off, in one of the letters, when he actually gets to read it, spoiler, um, he has to read it, and then it says, "Please send back by owl." Does Harry have an owl? Oh, um, no, he does not yet. So we'll, how would we'll he kinda, send it back? We'll get there in a sec. Actually, yeah. Okay, we'll so there, yeah, put it on the back burner. Yeah. Second thing, it knows where he lives, right? They moved him from the cupboard, or I keep saying the cupboard. Is it the cupboard? Yeah, the cupboard under the stairs, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just making sure I'm using the right terminology here. To the bedroom, yeah. They moved him from the cupboard to the second, Dudley second bedroom, which yeah. I loved that, I loved that literary kind of like change in scenery and being like, this is like the physical representation of their relationships. Look at yeah. you with your literary brain over here. I know. Well, you know, yeah. I do have a um, culture and the arts degree from UW, so. Oh, that, uh, was, not, that was not you, actually. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that was you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, um, I should not be taking credit for that, but. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyways, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I, I love that. I love the, that experience in here. I was like, okay, this is a really great way to show and not just tell. Um, and so he goes up to that second room, but then the wizards know where he's moving. Yeah. And so I'm confused. I mean, I understand it's magic. I'm really wondering how they know where he's living. Like, how do they know where he's living? I think with this, because they're coming from Dumbledore, you just have to, with Dumbledore, you just have to assume he knows everything, essentially. Except for the living conditions. Well, he does know the living conditions. He knows exactly where he's living, right? You mean his neglect? No, I mean, like, how they treat him, what his cupboard is like. Like, when he... Yeah. If you went into somebody's house... Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. You yeah. saw a child that was living under the, in the cupboard under the stairwell. I don't think yeah. you'd be like, this is a great fit. 
Right. Yes. Though you wouldn't be, right? Um, well, that's why I brought that up at the beginning of that or the end of that chapter was what do you think of his decision to leave him there? And it's, yeah, it's questionable. It's very questionable. In fact, it's not I questionable. Think, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. fact, I think that, and this is come back to the first chapter, I almost would assume that I'd rather have somebody be famous or maybe just sanctioned off from the rest of the wizard world. Like, you can do that. Like, celebrities' kids don't necessarily, like, go to school and know that I'm a famous kid. I don't know. Right. But, like, wouldn't that be a million times better than neglect and abuse for 10 years? Yes. I would a million times rather have a kid go through the, the former rather than the latter. Yes, uh, it would be. Although, I guess, yeah, I mean, yes, definitely would be. Um, so, I guess the question is, where do you put him at this point? Um, because the argument is that the, he, these are the only living relatives he has. Um, so I agree that this is a horrible place for him to be, but Dumbledore is also like, where do you put him now, too? Can I also bring in... It, Sirius is his godfather, correct? Yeah. Which means that James and Lily selected Sirius to be the person that raises him. Yes. So in moving him from the situation, in moving him from his dead parents, I guess, Yes. they willfully went against their parents' wishes and moved him to an abusive household. Yes. Um, well, they wouldn't know that the jersey would have been abusive in this case, but um, they Dumbledore would have maybe known that. But there's more there at this point that I think that we should probably just keep going. Okay, we can keep yeah. going. That, I don't want to give anything away at this point because there's, like, there's okay. like a lot of stuff to unpack there. Okay, apparently I don't know, so I missed it from the movies. Yeah, idiot. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> And so I think in the rest of his chapter, it's just mostly trying to get the letter. And then yeah, I don't the think hotel, he... Then, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to the hotel. But yeah, whatever. They go to the hotel and then doesn't get the letters. And the guy's like, I've got a hundred of these behind the desk. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I want it. And then Dursley's like, no. Yeah. Um, Dursley, yeah. Good old Unky. Um, and so then Uncle Dursley is like, we are going to go to the middle of nowhere. I believe this is still yep. chapter three setting up yeah the end of it i think yeah yeah we're gonna go the middle of nowhere we are literally gonna go across a frozen lake in a boat we're gonna go to this shack that's totally beat up and broken yep in this frigid weather and not get a fire going and then use moldy blankets to sleep like yep. this sounds like i don't know this sounds that like an a, awful experience that was a question i had here at the end of this chapter was what is his plan exactly here What's, what's he trying to do here? Like, he's trying to get away from the letters, obviously. He doesn't want them to know where they are. He's trying to escape them. But long-term, I guess he hasn't even thought about that, right? He has no idea what the long-term plan is at this point. But I was just kind of thinking about that. Like, he loves Dudley and Aunt Petunia, and he's willing to put them through this misery to make sure they can get the letters away from Harry. The whole time seems like a lot. I, I feel like I actually have an answer for this. Oh, here we go. Literary guy. In the... <laughs> <laughs> In the letter, it says you must respond by July 31st. Oh. And so I think he was just holding out till July 31st. Because that's afterwards... that his birthday. That's Look at you. All right. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like so they're trying thing. to get beyond his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what's happening here. Yeah. Because once that's gone, they're yeah. not going to keep sending letters because he didn't accept them. So. Yeah. So McGonagall was probably at her office like, oh, shoot, they didn't respond by his birthday. Well, <laughs> I guess he's not a wizard anymore, huh? And yeah, this is actually another 
question. If you don't go to Hogwarts, are you not? Do they take away your wizarding powers? No, they brought. You can like go always go abroad, or you can be homeschooled and stuff. You don't have to go to Hogwarts. Okay. They talk about that, yeah. Okay, so they do, we'll talk about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Hagrid. So they, oh, what? Hagrid. Yeah, chapter four. It's time for right? Hagrid. Oh, we got the we got the yeah. His watch is ticking down. Boom, Hagrid. Yeah. Oh yeah, the watch the watch ticking. I did like that. Uh, the build up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then boom, Hagrid knocks on the door. Big pounding thing. Where's um, the cannon? Yeah. Yeah. Burst that door open. Yeah. He's there. Um. And then they have like a Uncle Vernon's upset. He's always upset. That's the only thing I can really figure out about him. He's um, upset, yeah. He's upset about stuff. He's saying, hey, what are you doing? Pulls a gun on him. Yeah, pulls a, pulls a pulls gun a rifle on him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't fire, though. I don't know why. I mean, not that I, I just figure if you have a gun that you're ready to be like, I'm going to defend my home or whatever like that, and some yeah. like, seven-foot giant comes in your home, I feel like that's like the time. He probably didn't read the Second Amendment. That was his issue. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. They don't have it over there, Harry. That's true. They didn't even have it. Yeah, he has no idea what to do with that gun. No, he has no idea about the smell of freedom. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, Hagrid comes in. He's like, hey, uh, Harry. And Harry's like, <laughs> hey, uh, you there. Yeah, hey, you. And then he's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm Hagrid. I'm the keeper of keys at Hogwarts. And then, I was going to ask, but what what does the keeper of keys and the gamekeeper? What does that mean exactly? I think he's job? the custodian. Is he not? What is Filch then? No. Keeper of keys. So he has the keys to all the doors, and then the yeah. gamekeeper. So he's in charge of the grounds. Is that essentially what his job? I think is? he's the, I think he's in charge of a lot of the animals that live there. Doesn't he teach the the beasts? Not class. for a while. He does not do that for a while. But he still has a lot of beasts, right? Uh, not. Yes, he does. Not through class or through any legal means, though. I wonder if J.K. Rowling, it, and I don't want to speculate too much. I wonder if she had the vision that he was going to be the person in charge of the animals. Yeah, and then she backtracked it to for uh, plot purposes. And then she unbacktracked it when she wanted him to actually have that job. It it would be like if he was really rich, and then she made him poor, but then make a lot of smart investments and then become rich. I think that mm -hmm. she made him like work towards what she wanted him to be at instead yeah. of just giving it to him in the beginning. Growth. I wonder. Um, um, these are the things that will keep me up at night. <laughs> so Hagrid says, you're a wizard, Harry. Um... And Harry's like, a what? And he told him the whole story about Hogwarts and about Voldemort. And well, before it gets to all like the wizard stuff, though, for a second, he's like shocked that the Dursleys didn't tell yeah, Harry confused. what was going on with them. And it made me wonder, like, does Dumbledore expect him to know some stuff at this point? Or does Dumbledore know that he doesn't know anything? Because Hagrid is like bewildered that he knows nothing. Yeah, and that's actually a really good point because I'm confused. I guess that would back up why they didn't remove him from that situation. Because they clearly don't know what's going on day to day, but yeah. I don't get how they haven't figured out him living in a stairwell for ten years is not the best. That's yeah, fair. I, also, I why didn't they just send McGonagall to watch? 
they had McGonagall watch before he arrived. Why not have him check up every once in a while? I don't know. Yeah, they had nobody check up on him. That's interesting. Yeah. Care about kids, Harry. This is too much. Um, yeah. So Hagrid says you're a wizard, teaches him about everything. He's very upset. And then here's something that confused me. Hagrid used magic with the Dursleys. Yeah. I thought that he couldn't use magic anymore. Hagrid is a wizard. But I thought they took his powers away because of what happened. I, I know about the Tom Riddle situation or whatever. They did not take his powers away. You can't take someone's powers away. From oh, them. so he can still do wizard stuff all the time. He's still a wizard, yeah. When you get expelled, they snap your wand. That's it? Yes. And they don't teach you anything anymore. Kicked out of school. Well, expelled. He got kicked out of school. That's all that happened. Why doesn't he do any spells ever? He just did. Well, I guess <laughs> other than this one. Well, in the movies, he doesn't really do it very often. In the books, he does it a little more often. Oh, okay. Okay. See, he uses this some is magic from time. Not super often, but he does use some magic. Okay, this is what confused me. Because in the books, okay. or in the, in the movies, I thought... He doesn't have any magic. He's cut off from the force, right? They He's can't like, take away. They can't take away somebody's powers. Okay, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So he does that little magic thing. I was confused if he used the umbrella or if Uncle Vernon had the umbrella. Hagrid um, pointed the umbrella. Uncle Vernon did. No, Hagrid pointed it at Uncle Vernon. So I was confused if he used the the umbrella to do the magic or some other form to do the magic. You can, without giving too much away at this point, you can channel magic through any number of instruments. Um, as long as they're long and pointy? <laughs> as long as they're long and pointy, yes. Uh, they figured out that wands do a better job of actually channeling magic, but you can channel them through a number of different things. Okay. But they'll, they'll get into that when they get to the wand stuff later on. Does Hagrid have a wand? Uh, he did. Can you not buy another wand? Uh, I don't know, actually. They, so, I don't know. Ollivander would have been the one he went to, probably. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to Diagon Alley. We'll see what okay. he okay. comes on there at that point. Um, okay. I had a question with this letter. Yeah. Did you see the Dumbledore's criteria at the beginning of this letter? I did, and I wanted to bring it up with you. I'm so glad they reminded me. I'm so glad I brought it up, because I have no idea what much of this stuff means. Order of Merlin, first class. That's some sort of award you get for doing something noble. That's like a, it's a, some sort of award. It's like a Purple Heart, essentially. Um, he's also the Grand Sorcerer and Chief Warlock. Good for him. Um, he's also the Supreme Mugwump. Right on. And he's part of the International Confederation of Wizards. I thought it was pretty self-explanatory. But the rest of that stuff, no clue. Yeah, I actually, I might have it right here. But yeah, I was very confused. And isn't Merlin like a fictional wizard? He is a real wizard and they bring him up at some point. Because uh, oh, he's definitely all the chocolate frog cards. Oh, so this this world is consistent with Merlin and like Sir Lancelot and stuff. I don't know that they ever bring up Sir Lancelot, but they definitely bring up Merlin. And now that I'm seeing the Chief Warlock, he actually they use that word when they're referring to actually. Without I won't give this away because they definitely bring up the Warlock word again at some point. Okay. Um, um, comes up. Yeah, I was very confused with it. It, to me, on Muggle, all of those things kind of sound the exact same. Like, yeah. I could imagine a first-class Grand Sorcerer is also a Chief Warlock and a Supreme yeah. Mugwump. Yeah, I have no idea what a Mugwump is. Yeah. yeah. And the, the credentials on this guy, 
I mean, guy. if you're uh, looking him up though, don't look up too much more because you're going to get some, some mad spoilers for Dumbledore. Okay. I am not looking him up at all. I'm not looking anything up. I'm okay. going purely with my heart and my eyes. So good for you. I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, so Hagrid, yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing that up though. Cause I totally forgot to bring that up earlier. It's very confusing to me. Yeah. Um, so Hagrid gets very upset, uses his spell thing. Then he's like, hey, don't tell the people at Hogwarts. And then he's like, let's go. You're going to Hogwarts. He also, before we move off of this scene too, he goes back and talks about what happened that night, right? With, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, he's famous. Gosh. Sorry, apparently my tolerance is going down. Yeah, uh, tell me more, but I have a question. Well, he brings that up. Uh, well, at first he's talking about how um, he's pissed off because the Dursleys are like, we don't know anything about anything, right? Um, and then he talks about how his parents are famous, and then he gets pissed that the Dursleys never tell him anything. Um, and later on, he gets the letter, and then that's when they're like, he's not going to go mm-hmm. to this place, right? And then they get into... <laughs> hey! Sorry. Hey, I just heard you talking. <laughs> yeah, we're talking there. Harry Potter. Oh. We're almost done. Oh, cute. Yeah. Oh, fun. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. All right, we'll wrap up here. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, then they talk about the car crash that was supposed to have killed them. And then um, how could a car crash kill them? And then they get into the story for what actually happened. And Harry's like, what actually happened to my parents? And then Hagrid's like, I didn't realize he didn't actually know. It did make me wonder why he hadn't been told about this or maybe why Hagrid had no idea he didn't know about this um, and well, how much Dumbledore knows. And he goes on and talks about how um, when um, his parents were in Hogwarts, they had boy and had girl, they were really good at magic and all this stuff. And then um, later on, Voldemort gets powerful. Nobody knew what he was doing. Um, you couldn't trust anybody. There was so much going on. And then all of a sudden, Voldemort shows up on their doorstep on Halloween um, and kills them. And then he rescued Harry from the house at that point, what he talks about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, lots. I guess I'm confused. Happened. I'm confused with what you told me before where he doesn't want to be famous or know he's famous. Then why is it that they would assume that he knew that he was the only one to survive? And the, what his scar was from. And what do you mean? There. Well, so, okay, so before we were talking about the motivation to keep him away from Sirius Black and out of the Wizarding World and into the Muggle World, right? Mm-hmm. And so, first off, the wizards are randomly shaking his hand in the real world. So I don't quite get how that hides that he's famous. Like, wouldn't... I don't know. It just seems weird to me. And if they all know where he lives... But what I'm meaning specifically is if Dumbledore wanted to keep him away from a famous setting or know that he was famous, why would he expect him to know exactly how his parents died and that he's the only one that survived this whole thing? Why would he expect that he knew that? Why would he expect that he knew that? Because if I got the vibe that if we're putting him with the muggles, he's not going to know where he came from. He's not going to know that he's so special. Wasn't that the entire point? So if you tell him... You are special. This is how your parents died, and you're the only one to survive ever. Well, the idea was that he would grow up not knowing that. And at this point, he has to go to school and figure out how to do magic, and he has to know at this point. But he, Dumbledore was of the mindset that he should not grow up knowing about this at this point, because he grew up being famous and all this stuff, and that would go to his head. 
was Hagrid not surprised that he didn't know? Well, that's what I was wondering too. Like, yeah. it makes you wonder how much Dumbledore knew at this point. Does he know that he knows literally nothing yeah. at this point? And like, if he did know, should he have prepped Hagrid first a little bit? Or did he actually not know what was going on? Because yeah. they know what room they're in. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they know so many things. Um, and quick question on the situation. Hagrid says that, I, I don't have the exact words in here, but he was shocked, or he was like almost insulted that James and Lily could die in a car accident. Yeah. Are wizards immune from blunt force trauma? Like... <laughs> Uh, no, they wouldn't be. Um, if they died on impact immediately, and if they were driving a car for whatever, it would be kind of weird if they were driving a car in the first place, I feel like. Um, but if they got significantly hurt in a car crash, they could definitely be healed in some way later on, for sure. Oh, so okay. unless they died oh. on impact. And it'd also be kind of weird if they were in the car in the first place. So I think it was just a convenient way for them to be like, oh yeah, they died in a car crash, let's not talk about it. Yeah, I forgot that they could transapparate or whatever, so. Transapparate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think we're we're getting there i think the only thing that comes up is that hagrid talks about getting expelled and doesn't talk about why right yeah but i know i being fair to the audience i understand why it happened a little bit at least i remember there's something with tom riddle that's about all i know all right oh the uh somebody let something go and they blamed on hagrid yeah. And here we are. Next chapter was the game Diagon team. Alley. Yeah. Well, being a new fresh set of eyes, what do you think about these chapters? Yeah. Um, you know, I know I asked a lot of questions about the logistics of a lot of what happened. You gave great answers to them, by the way. Um, but even if you didn't, I still really enjoyed my time reading it. Like, I thought yeah. that it was really... I actually kind of got invested in what was happening. Um, even though I know kind of what's going to happen i still enjoyed the process and how she describes everything that's happening yeah um yeah and i just really i really enjoyed it i think around chapter the end of chapter three and the beginning of chapter four i was like oh i'm like i kind of want to keep reading but i couldn't because we were here for chapter four there's a lot of um context and a lot of world building that happens in the books you just can't really do with the time frame of the movies um and then once we wrap up this podcast and you get to um with all your fans you talk about the movies and unpack those after you're done reading the books like you're going to naturally do next obviously we can um really dig into how trash they really are <laughs> that's so rude that's my plan for you okay that's a good plan <laughs> um speaking of plans for me do you have any other predictions or questions that you'd like to ask me before i ask a question there to you um, I don't think that I have any other idea. I mean, I mean, I was kind of curious from more of a world perspective. I mean, this is not a question that anybody or you would have an answer to necessarily. Uh, Uncle Vernon talks about how he doesn't want to pay for, he says, some crackpot old fool to teach him magic tricks. So yes. I was wondering if Hogwarts costed money. I was confused about that too. It seems like a private school, it's like a boarding school, so it probably does because they have to pay for them somehow. So I was kind of wondering about that a little bit. I know that comes up later on with Muggleborn, so I was also wondering if it cost the money for Wizard. I don't fully understand exactly, but we can get that later on. Yeah, I, I am curious. a little confused. If they have magic and magic at the tip of their fingers, why it would cost anything to run that school? Yeah. Wait. There's, we'll get it. Yeah, there's, there okay. are some rules to magic and what you can and can't do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, cool. Any other questions? No, that's it. Yeah, this is fun. I have a couple for you. 
Yeah. Um, are you willing to host again someday? Oh, absolutely. I, if you um, are willing, I have chapters in mind I would love to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. You uh, just email my secretary and we can set up uh, when we'll do those. Are you your um, own secretary? What? What? Yep. Uh, so <laughs> go ahead and do that. Um, we also, for the next, I know you probably haven't thought about it, but do you mind quickly skimming through the chapters and seeing what would be useful for next time? Um, like where so to leave off? What? Like where to leave off? Where to leave off. How many chapters should I read after this? One? I will do that. Okay. Um, and then also, thanks for being a, a guest host. Um, I would love to donate $5 to your charity of choice. Would you mind telling the audience what charity of choice you'd like and a little bit about why you want that money donated there? Yeah, um, I would love my money to donate to um, the aid to Afghanistan. The what? Afghanistanis with AIDS. Okay, I'll look it up. Afghanistanis. <laughs> Would you like to tell the audience a little bit about why you chose that uh, charity? Um, can I give you a new one instead? Yes. <laughs> the Boy Scouts of America. <laughs> okay, same question that I've asked. Uh, would you mind telling the audience why you'd like me to give $5 to that charity choice? I mean, they don't have cookies. They don't have a way to bring money like the Girl Scouts do. So. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of The Boy Who Read. I'll be reading chapters 5 through 8, so if you'd like to read along with me and experience this book with me, <laughs> you can go ahead and read chapters 5 through 8. Next week, I'll be having Chelsea from Seattle, an aspiring teacher whose love of reading started with none other than Harry Potter. I'm looking forward to next time. I hope you are too. Many magical moons to you.